building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's topic is what to do when nothing goes as planned, which is honestly kind of all the time, frankly. I think that we all have to accept the fact that literally nothing goes as planned. And that has been showing up for me so much in my life lately. I swear, every single thing I do, no matter how much I plan it, no matter how much prep work goes into it, I might as well just show up lately because none of my plans are really happening. But that's okay. One of the tips I'm going to share with you later is laugh about it. So ha ha, nothing's going as planned. Today, I'm going to tell you about a few things that have been happening in my life lately and just some information on what I do with it and how I handle it. I think that when things aren't going as planned in your business life and your personal life, it's really easy to want to throw in the towel or just to get really, really unhappy about it and disappointed in the way things turn out versus the way that you thought things would be. For example, I think a lot of you probably know that I just got back from a trip to Europe, first time that the kids were there, and man, I planned this thing meticulously, meticulously. We actually had hired a travel agent and that didn't work out, just it was taking a long time and I was getting worried that the trip wouldn't be planned in time. So instead, I took all 13 days and planned every single activity, all of the transportation. We went to four different cities in Italy and Greece over 13 days. So all of the transfers and transportation in between. It was definitely a big job, but I liked doing it because instead of sitting and working at night like I usually do, I was sitting and working on this trip, which was really fun. And then nothing went as planned almost nothing. I mean, we got there. We thought that our flight was going to be canceled altogether because the airline was going out on strike. And so we're literally driving to Chicago, the hour and a half to the Chicago airport, just refreshing, wondering if we're even going to get on this plane. We got on the plane and we were like, cool, we must be home free. Well, it was the kid's first red eye, and I haven't been in a, on a red eye like that in a while either, and none of us really slept. We all rolled up on like three hours of sleep, kind of zombies, but like adrenaline-fueled zombies, you know, because you're really excited. And we were walking into baggage claim, and I saw this big line of people in the lost bags line, and all of them just looked miserably unhappy. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, they look miserable. Well, don't you know it? We are all standing in that line an hour later for two hours. Four of our five bags did not show up in Rome. And long story short, because I feel like this is going to be a really long podcast, we didn't get them back for five days. They actually emailed us uh, a day later and said that they had found three of them 
And then they never answered the phone or they never answered their email again. We called them. They never answered the phone. We found every single phone number that we could call for the baggage handling company in Rome. There was absolutely no answer. We emailed like a bunch of different email addresses. Meanwhile, we had to go to our next stop, which was Sorrento on the beautiful Amalfi Coast. It was gorgeous and amazing. I loved every second of it. But then, you know, we're three hours away from the airport. Finally, I started messaging the baggage handling company on every single Instagram handle I could find. So the one in Norway, the one in Germany, a woman in Germany responded, tracked down our bags and said that they were in Rome. So my amazing husband, Ryan, (laughs) rented a car and drove three hours back to Rome while I took the kids an hour on a ferry to our day trip that we were supposed to go on by myself. And he showed up and they were like, oh, we don't have your bags. Sorry, we can't help you. He said he kept going back to the line. He was there for two hours. He kept going back to the line, the baggage handling company, and they kept saying, we can't help you. Your bags are not here. And then finally, he remembered that he had a voicemail from someone that said they were at Rome, the Rome airport, and what flight they came in on. And he played it for them. And they were like, oh, I guess we could look harder. (laughs) Wow. Helpful. I can't even imagine how stressful and frustrating that was. And that's even outside of the five days that we had no clothes, no toiletries, no nothing. You know, we just started buying stuff and Now I'm submitting all the claims and trying to get paid back for that. Meanwhile, the airline just went bankrupt. So I am wondering if we're going to see any of that money again. But I digress. Right when we got our bags back, our hotel on Naxos in Greece got canceled. The hotel that we booked was very misleading online. We walked in at like 10 p.m. and there was one twin bed in the kids' room. And I was like, this is not going to work. So we left the next morning. We booked an Airbnb. I'm still trying to get that money back. And then our flight home got canceled too. And we ended up being there just one extra day. We were like, bonus day. We're going to try to make the best of it. And, you know, we did everything we possibly could to make the best of it. We ended up seeing some really cool stuff in Athens on our last day. And it turned out great. But, you know, none of this, it was according to the plans that I made, right? Just none of it turned out the way that I wanted it to. And I feel like for a lot of people, this would have absolutely ruined the vacation. And I was really surprised with how well everyone in the family just kind of rolled with it. And they were like, oh, well, I guess we're going to be <laughs> wearing our same sweaty clothes and 95 degrees in Rome. Mm. I bet we all smelled amazing, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. And we all just freaking figured it out. And we got so scrappy trying to figure out where our bags were and looking for hotels and making phone calls every day leading up to the flight home because we thought it was going to get canceled and trying to rebook it and figuring out who we had to talk to, looking for flights ourselves, you know, just figuring out all of the options. I feel like When you experience something like this, you can either shut down or you can go into problem solving mode and you can go kick the problem's butt. And we definitely kicked the problem's butt. That said, whenever I'm stressed, I cannot sleep. So I was getting like four hours of sleep plus the time change a night for the first five days. And that was not, it was not the most beautiful part of the trip. But when I got back, Everything in the business was honestly pretty chill when I was gone, according to 
my managers who I appointed co-CEOs and told them they were in charge and to make any decisions that I would make while I was gone, which was awesome. They did really well. I didn't honestly hear from them the entire time that I was gone. And then when I got back, some things kind of started hitting the fan. I was very grateful that I took the full trip off. I think I only had like one work conversation the entire time I was gone, which is the first time I've ever done that and just like really relaxed control. And it was really needed because I think it mentally prepared me for everything that happened when I got back. We had some personnel changes on the team. We were getting lots of feedback from lots of different areas. You know, like we have a new head of client services and she's freaking awesome. And she's out seeking the feedback and we're getting it right. We have some new team members that needed my help during that time. We had one contract issue where a client basically was like, oh, well, I don't think this contract means anything and we're not paying anymore. So that's exciting. I'm not going to get into that story, but they had some changes within their business. And so therefore, they did not want to pay our contract anymore. And, you know, it it's just not exciting when all of this stuff happens, especially when you're running a small business, you know. I run sales at the company. I do the strategic marketing for my brand and the business. I manage five people. I, you know, and like I run at least some of the day to day. So there's just a lot to do and a lot of people needed my help. And this is another situation where I think you could just like curl into a ball and be like, ah, please go away. And I'm going to go cry now. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh, let's talk about what to do to deal with all of this. Whenever I get overwhelmed, I really scrutinize my to-do list and I push things back or frankly, sometimes I just delete shit. Like, no, no, thank you. If you send me an email that's like, hey, how are you? Even if I kind of know you, it's getting deleted. I'm sorry. I just can't right now. Another thing to do is laugh. Sometimes when I'm stressed, I make myself hysterically laugh like a total crazy person and it seriously can change your entire mindset and your entire day. Like yesterday, I had a rather tough day and the kids came in my office. Uh, My son's camp also got canceled this week, which is really fun while doing all of this. And so he's been in and out of my office talking to me all day, every day. And they all came in in the middle of the day and they started talking about the most random kid things on the planet. Their crushes and poop and farting and all this stuff that honestly, normally in a situation like this, I might be kind of annoyed by that stuff. And this time I just went with it and laughed with them. And it felt really good to just take a step back and look at everything that's happening and be like, dude, my life is still great. My life is awesome. I have these amazing people in it. No matter what happens here, it's not the end of the world. And I think it can be really easy to ruminate and just spiral out of control when you're dealing with these issues. I also think it's important to give yourself a freaking break. Give yourself a break. Whenever I don't get enough sleep, I'm always like, oh my God, I didn't get enough sleep. I'm going to dread this day. I got three hours and 45 minutes of sleep last night. I'm not going to lie. However, I have learned that the days that I am feeling stress and I can't sleep because of it, I just need to wake up and be like, okay, 
I don't feel like trash right now. I didn't get an ideal amount of sleep. I'm probably not going to perform in tip top shape. And that's okay. I can accept it. I can take a nap later if I need to. You know, like I'm going to figure it out and it's not the end of the world. I don't have to die by my process and by my routine. Same thing with working out. I like to try to work out every day. And guess what? Sometimes that doesn't happen. When you get three hours and 45 minutes of sleep, your body is probably not going to want to slog through a workout. That's also okay. And when you're not sleeping or you're not working out, maybe you're going to eat some crappy food. Heck, I might eat some jalapeno poppers today. And that's okay too, to be honest. I just, I feel like I and many of you probably hold yourselves to really high standards and you can give yourself a break once in a while. You don't always have to be a total freaking all-star that's perfect for everyone else. You have to do the best things for yourself. Another thing that I'm doing to deal with all of this is just hustling and like getting really scrappy. I haven't scrapped like this in a few years, so actually it's kind of fun, but between a client that it's one of those tech companies that experienced tons of layoffs and they laid off a large chunk of their business and terminated our contract a few months ago and they gutted the entire department that we were working with and then they didn't want to pay. So we hadn't seen any payments since April and they owed us about $100,000 and it's just like not fun, right? And then there's the other client that... It just wants to dismiss their contract. We and we're out almost or over a hundred thousand dollars right now. And it's like, all right, I can sit around and sulk, or I can figure out what to do to get that money back. Like it's time to freaking hustle. I'm reaching out to lost ops. I'm hitting up clients that we could upsell. We're looking at project work. Like there's so many things that you can do to make it work when it's not working in your favor. And I think that you can train yourself to dig deep and to do these things, to react in a certain way when your body and mind need your help versus shutting down. And I think, God, in closing, everything always works out in one way or another. It's not going to work out how you want all the time, even though I might fight tooth and nail to get my way in every situation, but everything works out in some way or another. Always. If it's not okay, it is not the end and you will get there and so will I. Thank you for listening to this today. I hope it inspired you. I hope if you are going through it like I kind of am right now that you are walking away with some tools and just some thoughts that can help you approach your challenges in a different way. And if you did, please share this podcast with just one person that could also use some help. And I'll talk to you next time. 